you know what's funny about that? Like, really just not really thinking about it. Like, as kids, you restaurant with your parents and stuff, right? And my dad used to always do that move. And I never, never, like, realized what it meant and what it done. Oh, no. At least we know the audio works. Ah, okay. Now we have video. Sorry about that, folks. I forgot to do one part. Ah, We're live, pal. Okay. Now we have video. Sorry about that, folks. And then making sure I that I can hear you. One part. Ah, We're live, pal. There we go. All righty. So you were saying about the Iron Claw. You didn't. When you were a kid, like we, I think we all kind of knew about the Iron Claw, or yeah, like at least some dad, version. My, yeah, like my, my dad would always do that, like when we were wrestling around, and like, like I didn't know what that resembled at that time, and like now watching the movie, like I understand what it was, I understand what it means, like all these years later. Yeah, I know it was. I so it's you were you were saying before we went live that. You know, before going into this movie, you didn't really know that much about the Von Erichs because it was before our time. And I was the same way I had heard. I, I was tertiarily familiar with the Von Erich story, like listening to Jim Cornette and some, you know, Dark Side of the Ring, Tales of the Territory, stuff like that. So I like I knew vaguely who they were, but I didn't know the whole story. And I knew there was a lot of tragedy, but I didn't again, I didn't know who all they were. But when I saw the trailer for this movie, I did a bunch of research because that's what I do. I just nerd out like that. And I learned about the Von Erichs and I'm like, man, to be a wrestling fan in Texas at that time, not just Texas, but I think being a wrestling fan in the 80s was just better than today. Um, I do. I do. I, I, I have a few icks. Yeah, there's there's some icks. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not romanticizing and saying, "Oh, nothing bad was ever done in the '80s." Well, there's there. two people that were supposed to be in it, and I never seen them. Uh, who are you referring to? Chavo was supposed to be the original Sheik. I never seen him. No, I don't he, remember seeing him. He was in there. He was in there. You okay? So been like for a split second, either him wrestling him inside of the match, and it was like a quick move, and that was it. It was. And I. I didn't. I see. I was watching that work, so like I was like, I I heard everything. Yeah, and MJF was even faster. It was a real blink and you'll miss it sort of thing. Yeah, I didn't even notice MJF. That yeah. was the other one. I was like, I didn't notice either one of them. Yeah, he would. They were both in there. I saw both of them. Although Chavo, which I haven't seen Chavo in a number of years, so he looks he looks a little different, but it's definitely Chavo. Um. Yeah, they were both in there, but um. I I will have to either go back and watch again, or if like you come across that clip or know exactly what clip it is, you can clip it to me. It's um, I forget who they're supposed to be wrestling, but it's Kevin Von Erich played by Zach Efron. And then he's got a different tag team partner, which uh, this is, is after the, the brothers had died. Uh, this was before Carrie. Okay. I can't remember if Michael had died in the movie yet. I th no, I think Michael had recovered, but he hadn't died yet, but he couldn't wrestle. So he, 
This was yeah, that time. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I can't remember the name of the fake cousin now, but that's what. So that was a scene where it's actually really good filmmaking because if you know, which I'm gonna, you remember the name of the fake cousin, the fake Von Eric. I think it started with an L, like Logan or Luke. was it Lance? Was it Lance Von Eric? And see, I didn't know like like talking to some of the guys that were Lance. It was Lance Von Eric. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And like now that you say that, it makes sense to me now because like they talked about how there was like a fake cousin, but like in the movie they didn't go into detail about this fake cousin at all. Like they didn't The reason I say it was good filmmaking though is because for those those of us that are wrestling fans and that know when you see that scene, all all they do, there's no dialogue. It's just Zac Efron in a match with a tag team partner who's not going with the flow of the match. He's leaving him out. Those of us that know understand, oh, that's Lance Von Eric. But the movie, there was very little wasted motion in this movie. It was very, very good. I have like a couple of minor nitpicks, but they're they're very minor. I have one huge one. Well, I okay, I think I know what it is, but any so let me finish my point before we get off on a tangent. But um for someone who's just watching the movie who maybe isn't a wrestling fan or doesn't know about the Von Erics, you know, that scene all you need to know from a narrative perspective is that things are not right with the Von Erics. And that scene still does that because you don't have to know it's a fake cousin, but you just know things are not things are not copacetic. Things are not uh jiving and and see like like that, like you just said like i understood that like something wasn't right and like the, now that you tell me that and the guys that i talked to at work about wrestling they were they were alive at that time and watched wrestling at that time knew about devon erickson like he was explaining to me about like how there was like a fake cousin that his dad like adopted or whatever and uh like now that you say that it makes sense on why it wasn't working out yeah exactly but like i said for those of us that knew we were like oh it's lance <laughs> and i didn't know that and it makes sense now but it it doesn't it's not a key detail that ruins the movie if you don't know that that's what i'm saying but it saves uh, a lot of time because then you don't have to film a scene explaining yeah we're going to you know he's going to be your tag team partner. He's like, but he's not family. He's like, well, we're going to say he is, you know, that kind of thing. One thing I have to say, I didn't know their dad was such a dick. I don't think he actually was though, but in the movie, definitely. Yeah. I don't, I think they took some liberties because, uh, everything I've heard about Fritz von Eric was he was tough, but he was, you know, uh, very, very, my dog is being so stupid. Hey, get down. <laughs> Leave it alone. Anyway, um, she's trying to eat my cat's food, and it's like I put it up high. She could just barely reach it if she really tried, but just leave it alone. You've already eaten. You're husky enough. Stop. Anyway. So, yeah, I, from what I've heard about Fritz von Erich, he was very tough, but at the same time, he also cared deeply about his family. And I did, I did, or maybe Jim Cornette said, maybe I read, I can't remember, 
what I do know is that it actually wasn't Kevin that found Carrie Von Eric after he uh, committed suicide. It was actually Fritz. Okay. Yeah. So that part was like 100%. No, it wasn't 100%. And I know that Kevin Von Eric was not directly involved in the production, but he was, you know, they asked for his blessing. And I guess his one requirement was I want it to be clear how much. I loved my brothers and how much we loved each other. And that, oh, that movie. Yeah. That movie did it in spades. And then what's another, this is going to be a really random, this isn't a review. This is more yeah. of a discussion. Um, yeah, this is more about going all over the place. Yeah. So we're just, this is just two friends talking about a movie we watched. Um, that song that Mike did in the movie, that's a damn good song. Exactly. Especially for somebody that was kind of new to it and just like really starting getting into music. It was, it was a good song. I'm curious where it came from. I wonder if that, I, I don't think that was a song that was actually written by Mike Von Eric, but that would be cool if it was. I think they probably just made it for the movie, but it was, it was very yeah, good. Just, if I talk about a scene and like I get names mixed up, I'm still trying to learn them. Yeah, they're all Von Eric's. <laughs> Von Eric number five. So the youngest brother? That would be the youngest. Okay, so that's Mike. Yeah. The, it, the it, red hair? Yeah. Okay. Um, here, here's my biggest ick, and you will probably agree. The Rick Flair that they use is probably the worst <sighs> Rick Flair that you could ever have to impersonate. The one they used on Young Rock was three times better. Yeah, and I even had my issues. Which here's the thing, though, I give the movie a bit of a pass, well, somewhat of a pass, because it's really hard to get actors that can play wrestlers. Because especially in the '80s, like it, this isn't a criticism; it was an observation. I will say I was, I think I'm still right, but I'm not as right as I thought I was. I okay, so Jeremy Allen White, the uh, actor who plays Carrie Von Eric. I'm actually I'm a big fan of his, but I did say I was like he's a little small to play Carrie Von Eric. Now Carrie. that that was based on the trailer. In the actual movie, it's it's less distracting than I thought it was going to be because Carrie was not the tallest, but he's he's a big dude. Um, but it is like. Zac Efron was really the only one that I would say had an 80s wrestler build. I mean, that dude is a freak. And you it's so funny because I, I'm i not going to say he took steroids or not. I don't know. But I'll say he looked as though he was getting... It, it honestly looked like not so much how he looked, but how he was moving a lot of the time. It looked like he was wearing a bodysuit because he wasn't quite maybe he was just a little rigid in it. He seemed like he wasn't not uncomfortable. What's the, what's the word I'm looking for when you're just not moving as fluidly as you normally would. I don't know. He's always been like, I've watched a lot of his movies and he's always seemed like he's always been kind of jacked. He's always been ripped, but in this movie he got jacked. Yeah. He went, he like, he did the whole, he went for size, but funny thing happened. He looked like a wrestler. He did. He looked like, not so much in the face, but you can't help that, but he looked like Kevin Von Erich. 
he played the part right. He, yeah, I mean, Zac Efron, I never disliked Zac Efron, but I was indifferent to Zac Efron until I saw him in, um, well, I saw him in a couple of things, and every time I see him in a movie, I like him a little bit more. But, I mean, he's he's very, very good, and he nailed it. He hit it out of the park. you got to think, though, like, like a lot of the movies that I've seen him in, there's always been comedies. Yeah, I know he can do comedy, but I know he but can like, do drama, too. Well, this is like a very, it's it's drama, but it's like a very serious drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I shouldn't really call it. I only say drama in that it's serious. That's what I mean. He A dramatic role. Yeah. Um. Harley Race, he looked good, but I think I, I think I know somebody that could have played him even better. Oh, we might agree on this, but yeah, I agree. So who who? Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, but is can Trevor Murdoch act? He's a wrestler. Why well, I know. Really? Are we gonna go down that can of worms? You've got to act to be able to be a wrestler. It's it's a little different. But I, I agree. Although Harley Race is probably the best impersonator out of everybody they got. I agree. The Ric Flair was all... Although I, I, his promo was okay. You know who they should have gotten? They should have gotten AJ Styles. Because AJ Styles is a mean Ric Flair, and he's got the longer hair now. They could have just dyed it blonde or put a wig on him. So he's the Jay Lethal at that point. <laughs> I mean, it is, it does make you wonder, although you want to talk about casting, check this out. You know who Pedro Pascal is, right? I'm just assuming you do. I think I've heard the name, but I'm not sure. Okay, so there are whispers, and please, please let this be true and happening. Because of the success of The Iron Claw. I heard this one already. And, yeah, there's talk of an Eddie Guerrero movie being made with pedro pascal starring as eddie well i didn't hear that it was gonna be an eddie guerrero movie i heard it was just gonna be a guerrero family in general maybe but i i had heard an eddie guerrero biopic yeah either way i would be okay with that dude you should get chavo to just play his dad because chavo's an actor now chavo acts and he looks a lot like his dad chavo why don't you just have Dominic play play Eddie? No, dude. I'm telling. Well, maybe for younger Eddie, but yes. for but for older Eddie, dude. Pedro Pascal is a dead ringer. Just dye his hair a little bit darker. Yeah, he, he's even got a he's got a similar facial structure. And the dude is the dude is athletic enough with some training. He can he can do it. Um, and Ray and Ray can still play Ray. <laughs> yeah, Ray could still play Ray. Not young Ray though. But I'm see. Here's the thing though. I'm sure they can find. I would like to see Ray in the movie, though, in some capacity, like maybe an older like luchador who so he can still be masked. But I would like to see that. I'd, I'd love to watch that movie, man. I think it would be great. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think they should make like. Th- this is going off of, like I think they should make more like realistic autobiographies about wrestling families i well wrestlers in general because like are you telling me that a bio well we already know from the show but a well maybe not a biopic of the rock because we already we've already done the show but i mean jeez i can think of a number like i can think of tons of wrestling like a rick flair movie come on the samoan dynasty movie yeah well that that's how you get the rock involved yeah absolutely 
And that's a hell of a story, man. That's why I love watching Young Rock because even though I'm sure they take some liberties, although Rock's pretty heavily involved, so. What I read, Rock was like the final okay or stuff. Well, I mean, it is his life. I would think so, but. But yeah, I mean, that show's great. I love it. Now, half the time I do kind of just chuckle at the impersonators they get because let's be honest, they're impersonators. And yeah, it, it's of- it's funny how sometimes they 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 tend to either get the look or the voice but never both no no cuz the voice for stone cold the look for stone cold looks more like gilberg than stone cold <laughs> but i don't uh, know the guy the guy they got to play uh adult rock isn't bad yeah um, but yeah, back to the movie, like, I just, all around just, Ric Flair just wasn't, he didn't, he didn't have, like, that Ric Flair list for anything. No, I agree. I, um, I didn't love the Ric Flair that they got, but it got the and point that, across. And at that time, Flair was still kind of built. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lose it, but that Flair was, like, 90s Flair. But with the 80s flare hair. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, I, I love that. I've said this before, but what what cracks me up about Ric Flair is Ric Flair actually isn't very good at wooing. He's kind of got one of the worst woos I've ever heard, but everybody, even Charlotte, does. She does like a real woo. Whereas Ric Flair is usually like woo, woo. It's like, I don't know. It's funny to me. Um, but I like not like going to this movie, not knowing much about it. Like I, I really enjoyed this movie and like, honestly, I would watch it again. Oh, I'm going to. I, yeah. Cause I, I'm going to be doing a like real movie review for it on my channel. So that'll be coming relatively soon. Like when in the next month or so. Um, right. so honestly, I'd like, I'd like to have a physical copy of it, but like knowing all this digital media stuff. Oh, you'll be able to buy it. Well, there's there's a Best Buy me, by me that like does no physical copies anymore of like movies or CDs or anything like that. Oh no, man! Yeah, it'll it'll be available at Walmart or whatever. Best Buy's weird. No, what you were saying? Sorry. Oh, uh, I would say my biggest gripe with this movie, which again is not that big of a gripe, is how late Carrie comes into the movie. Because I mean, you're you're pretty far in. We don't even see Carrie on screen until after Kevin's had his NWA title match against Harley Race, and then uh, David, not, yeah, David? David. Yeah, and then David, David makes his debut in the ring, and they tag together. It's still even sometime after that where Carrie, we don't even see Carrie, and then we see him training, and we find out the Olympics got canceled. But he's mentioned prior, so it's it's kind of odd. But that's was that's it, a pretty small gripe. Just like I didn't know he was going to be in the Olympics either, or he was training to be in the yeah, Olympics. Yeah, no, that, that I didn't know. Um, but once again, I complained about this in the trailer. There's so many scenes where people are eating, and I just, you can't explain it to me. <laughs> It's uh, just, 
I don't get it. <laughs> why? Explain to me why you're in your 20s running around in your whitey tidies around your parents. Well, they're and, sheltered lads. Yeah, and I'm like, there's a yeah, there's a lot of uh, how should we say? There's a lot of junk shots in this movie. Oh yeah, and I'm like, didn't want to see that. I think it was an 80s thing. I think it was too. But nonetheless, like the movie was great. I loved the movie. Um, I really dug the beginning where they start with Fritz's match in black and white. Yeah. And I'm glad they didn't show um, Kevin's older brother actually dying because uh, I don't think we need to see a child die. But I was not prepared for the end. Like I said before we went live, I was not ready for the end of the movie. Well, the thing is, is like, like I didn't know they had an older brother. Like until talking to like the guys at work, mm-hmm. like the movie I was watching, and they they'd come out this and the other, and we just chit chat talk about it. Like I didn't know they had an older older brother. And then once I got to the end, and like it's that scene where they're they're all there, but then like the past or the the spirit world or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And they're like, we're all together as a family. And I'm like, like that was kind of sad. Oh, it was real sad. And like I said, I was not prepared for that at the end. They really, although, so that's my other, probably my, actually, this is probably my biggest gripe with the movie is if you watch the end of it, which by the way, spoiler alert, although it's a biography, so it's not really spoiling it. Um, the move, the end of the movie kind of glorifies suicide in a way, if you read too much into it, because Carrie is miserable and then he commits suicide and then he's happy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that at first. I was like, I said, if you read too much into it, um, it's no denying, I'm sure they were suffering, but. And then they get to the ending where it is, uh, and then it's Carrie and his kids, and he's watching his kids play, and then he's crying, and then they come up and like ask him what's wrong, and then he explains, explains, and then like, then they're like, "I'll be your friends." Like that really hit me most, also because like, I mean, I have two young kids of my own. I was gonna say that one hit me, and I don't even have kids, but the line that got me probably more than any of them is like, "Well, it's just that I used to be a brother, and now I'm not," and I'm just like. Mm, right in the feels. Oh, it hit me so hard. Right in the feels. And like, it hit me in a way of like, like I still have my brother and I still have my sisters, but like, I never had an older sibling. And like, Benji was that older sibling to me that I was close to. So like, him being gone now, like it, it hit me hard too because it's like, I I don't have that older sibling now. So it's like, I mean, that's where it hit me hit me rough. Yeah, and then the other thing this this movie does is it kind of makes you believe in curses because, I mean, all all that stuff is legit. Like, what happened as far as, like, what happened and ended up ultimately uh, killing the Von Erics that, that died, I mean, that all actually happened. Yeah, I didn't... Like, I, I, I knew one... I knew the one that was in WWF shot himself. Yeah, that's that Carrie. Yep. Yeah, I knew that one was Carrie. Yeah, Carrie went to the WWF as Texas Tornado. Which one was the one at the end? Was that Kevin? Kevin's the one that is still alive. Okay. 
See, that's where I get all mixed up. I'm trying to. Yeah, Carrie and Kevin get. But uh, yeah, like the Carrie one, I, I knew about that one, but like the Mike and the David situation, like I didn't, I didn't know. Well, and they didn't even have. There's one more brother. There's the youngest brother, Chris Von Eric, who they didn't even have in the movie for time constraints. Oh, I didn't even know they had an even younger brother. Yeah, yeah, Chris Von Eric. I I believe it was Chris Von Eric. But yeah, so I let's thought... see. Fritz had Kevin, Carrie, David, Mike, and Chris. Fritz Von Eric had six sons and lost five of them. So I'm I'm not a superstitious man. I'm a little bit superstitious, but I mean And it's not even it's not even like I two were two were suicide if I can remember correctly. Um no, I think three were, but one one was kind of brought on by cuz Mike Von Eric was kind of brought on I believe and I think a lot of other people believe too, that his was brought on more by brain damage from the uh, toxic shock syndrome. Cause he's the one who had his shoulder separated. And then when he was having surgery, somehow, some way he, he, he had toxic shock syndrome. And actually I believe it caused brain damage if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, I think, that, I think partial that was kind of pressure from his dad also trying to like push him to get it back in the ring again. And he like, he, he seemed like he didn't want, he was the one that kind of seemed like he didn't want to wrestle. See, I think, and I, I could be wrong here, but if I remember correctly, Mike wanted to wrestle, but he just didn't have the natural aptitude that Carrie and Kevin and uh, David had. He was yeah. he was by far the smallest Von Eric, um, but he just wanted to be with his brothers. That's if I remember correctly. Chris also wanted to wrestle, but he just did not have the athletic ability for it. And I think they kind of molded Mike and Chris together. Yeah. And made it into one character because I I think it was Jim Cornette who was talking about once he was like, from what I understand, Chris, you know, really, really wanted to. And it's not like he was small. Like, he, I mean, he was shorter, but it's not like he didn't work out. Like he, especially for his ability, he was jacked to the gills, but he just didn't have the physical ability to yeah. do it. Whereas I think Mike was just, inexperienced but i could okay. be wrong so i know how mike and 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 carrie died but how did chris and the youngest i the believe one i the the oldest oldest the one who kevin's older brother that would have been the kid the yeah so um i from what i understand he stepped over a trailer hitch and ended up getting electrocuted and then drowned in the snow because he fell face forward and uh lost consciousness okay see i didn't want sure that one and then how did chris because i didn't know there was i didn't know chris was a brother also well i'm gonna look that up because I, I believe chris committed suicide as well but i'm gonna check myself on that yeah fact check that well because I, I, I i don't want to speak out of yeah christopher yeah. von eric Yeah, he uh, he he shot himself. Huh. See, I didn't even know about I didn't even know about them too. Yeah, he wasn't in the movie because I think they cut. I th like I said, I think they kind of molded him and Mike together. So I mean, this movie was like they did so much, and 
two hours and five minutes. Yeah, I know. It did not feel like two hours and five minutes. I could have sat in there for another, at least another 30 to 40 minutes for sure. I couldn't help you. I'm wondering, it would be nice if there was a director's cut that delved a little bit more into that stuff. I think, I understand why you wouldn't roll that out in a theater, but I think, I personally, I would like to see something like that. But I really want that Eddie movie, man. That would be such a nice movie. I really want the Eddie Guerrero movie. Or the Guerrero movie, I should say, because there's a lot to tell there. There's a lot. And now Eddie and now Eddie's son is in WWE. How dare you say that? I'm kidding. That's what they're going for. I know. But he's he's doing it well. Like I was gonna oh my god. Like you said, it's like, yeah, if you want to play a 20 to 25 year old Eddie Guerrero. I mean, there's your man. You think about it three years ago or whatever, when we like, we were kind of shitting on him at the time. Like, Hey, he's not that great, but like, look what he's doing now. I mean, he's, he's doing and shame on me because sometimes I forget. Sometimes the performers are just doing what they're being told to do. Exactly. So I will eat my words on that one. Hey, well, one thing I want to throw in there real quick, and that's not about the movie. I see something. I see something new. Oh, you like? Uh, I see something new. Yeah, the redesigned T-shirt, which has actually been up there for a while. I just hadn't gotten one yet. Uh, I need to try to get me one. Or get me one. I'm maybe. I'm working on it. Um, it's weird because they have certain kinds of T-shirts that I can get that size in, but for some reason I can't. For some reason, I can't pick the right kind of shirt. I don't know. So I emailed them and said, hey, what shirt do I need to make this to get that size? Because this is getting annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get me one. No, we'll get we'll get you one, buddy. We'll get you one. Um, we'll get you one with your, your Peter Griffin visage. <laughs> hey, I'm in Fortnite. You leave me alone. <laughs> no, I thought that that's so funny. I love telling that story. So you notice in the shirt, his shirt is green because the original design was white. <laughs> And when I sent you the proof just to get you to sign off on it, you and I thought the same thing. But I was like, eh, I think I'm going to have her change the shirt collar, color, but let me just send it to him. And you were like, can we please change the shirt collar? And I was like, okay, I'm not the only one who noticed. Yes, we'll change the shirt color. <laughs> so otherwise, everybody's, if, they, if you had round glasses on the in the image too. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> hey, Lois. <laughs> Duty. Oh, Christ. Um, All around, I mean, I really enjoyed the movie. For, like, a wrestling movie, for somebody coming in, not really knowing any kind of history about the Von Erichs, other than, like, Harry being in, being his Texas Tornado, like, that's the only, like, that's the only knowledge I had of the Von Erichs. Like, I knew they were a big thing, but, like, I only know of Harry because of Texas Tornado and WWE, or WWF. Yeah, and actually the wrestling I was I was pleased at the amount of wrestling that was in the movie. They did not not wrestle, you know what I mean? There was there was a lot of wrestling as as there should be. It's a movie about wrestlers. And I did I was told that when you saw the Von Erichs wrestling, it was the actors. They weren't stunt doubling that. And I do I did see a uh, a snippet of something where uh where, who was it? Kevin Kevin got interviewed and he was doing a uh, frog splash from the top rope. 
And I guess one time they did it after they cut one of the guys on the outside that was an actor said, man, that boy can jump. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then there, there's a bunch of really subtle things in this movie. Like you, you had Kevin Von Erich wrestling without boots. You know, he wrestled barefoot. So that yeah, was a thing. Like, like when Carrie went out to ride the motorcycle and like he knew something was wrong. And then the, the whole chain, scene just changed and it was Harry going through with his crutches and like he noticed his leg and it's like, like I knew about that part, but like if you didn't know that's what it led to, then you didn't know. Exactly. And which is funny because I did know and I was, I was like, ooh, how are they going to handle that? For Which for those who don't know, when Harry went to the WWF, he was wrestling with a prosthetic foot. Yeah, and, that scene and no yeah, and nobody knew until after, way after. So like that the the, the scene where like he was in WF and he won IC title should have came after the motorcycle accident, but that's just not the way they lined it up. Well, no, they did. He he had the motorcycle accident after he won the NWA title. Maybe you're right. Yeah, because I, I, I remember, which, okay, so I'm actually mad at myself. So I knew they were setting up for the NWA title. I thought I had some time. I actually went to pee. And I didn't come back until he was at the kitchen table looking at the belt. And I went, fuck, I missed it. No. But I, I went back and watched the original match and... That's what I mean, like, man. I didn't know Mike died because of, of a uh, ruptured intestines. Yes. And I'm like, well, that like over there in Japan, like they wrestle hardcore, so like, I like I, I can expect it. I mean, nobody. And here's the thing: to this day, nobody knows what caused it. Um, there were there at the time there was a lot of speculation about a drug overdose, but I guess. Um, at this point, all the evidence does actually point to uh, a ruptured intestine from a, um, I forget what the disease is, but, but yeah, so you're right. It probably, well, no, cause he was feeling ill before he went to Japan. So he was no, having, he, he went over Japan, but he came back for the wedding. Right. But then he went back. Yeah. And then when he went back is when he passed away in his exactly. hotel. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin was like, hey, you need to go get checked out. And they're like, he just, he didn't listen. I'm, I see, that's something I don't know. I don't know if that conversation actually happened or not. I'm not sure. It, it may have, it may have it. Um, now, is any, is any of Kevin's kids still alive then? Oh, yeah. Uh, he's got two sons. And, uh, okay, so I'm trying to remember what's, I'm trying to remember what Lacey Von Eric's uh, lineage is. So I'm going to look that up real quick. Oh, okay, so she's Carrie's daughter. I didn't know Carrie had a daughter. I didn't know Carrie had a kid either. Yeah. So Lacey Von Eric is Carrie Von Eric's daughter. But I think she's retired. Was she a wrestler too then? Yeah, she did. Um, I'm trying to see. 
Yes. Um, hang on. Let's see. That would have had to have been during, like, the mid-90s. Oh, no, no. This is relatively new back at least in 2010 because she wrestled in TNA for a while. Uh, huh. Okay, so she... Did she actually go under Von Erich when she wrestled? Yeah, she was Lacey Von Erich. Uh, it looks like, I want to say at some point I saw her mentioned, I could be wrong though, in WWE, but it looks like she was in, hang on, she was, oh, she was part of the Beautiful People. No. Yeah, she aligned herself with the Beautiful People. Wrestlelicious, okay, some, oh, World Wrestling Entertainment, 2007. She was in FCW. And she made an appearance at WrestleMania 25. Oh, where uh, the Von Erich family was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let's see, Lacey Von Erich. So, yeah, brief stint in the WWE developmental system. Independence. And then TNA. She departed from TNA in 2010. And then maybe she never officially retired, but the last thing they talk about was November 2010. Hmm. Hmm. The more you know. The more you know. Anywho. So, yeah, but Kevin does have two sons, and they do wrestle, but... I don't. I don't think. I they they appeared recently on AEW television, but that was to promote the Iron Claw. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think. I know their real their real last names aren't Von Erichs though, because Kevin didn't want them to have the Von Erich name. Yeah, I think it's Atkinson, yeah. is their actual last name. But they they do wrestle as uh, Von Erichs. Okay. I see. I don't know if that was legit conversation, if that was a legit conversation, or if that was just for the movie. Well, I, I, the thing is, is like watching the movie. Like I can see Kevin saying that because like how out of wrestling he was getting, and like then he and then he sold then he sold the company, and then like I could I could see that. Like I can picture that actually happening, but like we don't actually know that. Oh yeah, I could. It was believable for sure. I I could see it. Most definitely. I'm trying to think. But yeah, Jeremy Allen White. Um, I saw more Carrie Von Eric as I was actually watching the movie as opposed to the trailer. Yeah. And that's really true for everybody because there are certain moments where I saw Zach Efron, but that was very few and far between. I always say the mark of a great performance is when you have a well-known actor, but as I'm watching the movie, I don't see Zach Efron playing a wrestler. I see, in terms of my mind, I'm seeing... Kevin Carey and David Von Erich. Yeah. Fritz, the, who the I can't remember his name. The actor who played Fritz is uh he did good, but I I could think of one other actor that I thought might have been a slightly better Fritz Von Erich and his name which I'm ashamed because I'm actually a fan of his. I'm just blowing it. So hold tight. I need to look up his name. Uh, Stephen Lang. He, uh, did you watch Avatar? 
the first one? Yeah. Korich, the the bad general dude. Okay. Right? Yeah. He would have made a hell of a Fritz von Erich. Yeah. Okay. But um, the actor think... the actor who played him did I thought did very a very, very good job. Well, I think the actor that played the, the Freebirds also. Yeah, they were good. Now, remind me, would that have been... No, okay, no, I'm... I'm the. Wait, did Jim Cornette manage the Freebirds, or was that just the Rock and Roll Express? I think he was with the Freebirds for, like, a slight stare. Yeah, but I don't think it was when... I... Because Jim's talked about the Texas Territory before, but I don't know what he was doing when he was there. So maybe he was managing the Freebirds. See, I'm not sure. That's, I'd, that's I'd have to I'd have to look it up, and it's going to take a long time to look something like that up. But I was kind of like, it would have been nice to see the tennis racket make an appearance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the tennis racket scene would have been fun to watch. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So how was, though, the... Uh, because I missed it. How was the Carey versus Flair match for the NWA title in the movie? See, I, I don't, I never watched the actual match from back then. So like, I honestly, I didn't really understand the match. Like Kevin kind of just went like Flair was doing his thing. And then the Kevin just kind of went haywire. And then he put the claw on him and then Flair was bleeding. I'm like, how did Flair? Oh, oh no, I saw that match. Yeah. That didn't. So I'm glad you said that because that brought up another sort of criticism I had of the movie, which was it never really decided if wrestling was fake or real in this movie. Because it never, which I think I understand what they were thinking, because they never ever actually came out and said, yeah, this is fake. Because I actually like that scene when Kevin is having dinner with his, uh, the woman who would become his wife. For the first time, she even said, she was like, isn't it? She even said, isn't it all fake? And he said, fake. And she said, well, sorry about that. <laughs> and then she said, well, predetermined. And then he said, look. And he goes into the whole spiel about how, you know, the title is a reward. So if I go out there and do the best job in the ring, then the promoter, you know, I don't remember exactly what he said. But he basically said she was right without saying she was right. You know what I mean? And then there are moments in the movie, like when Fritz is giving him grief for being slow getting up when he had the Harley race match, Kevin. And which this was, I'm not criticizing the scene because again, Zach Efron did phenomenal job acting because again, that's when wrestling Jay is like, Oh, is he hurt or is he selling? I didn't yeah. know. Uh, and then, but they're acting like he's actually fighting for the title. But then at the same time, they acknowledge that he's not like after that flare match, they're making it seem like Kevin laid into it too hard and they actually had to break it up. But then flare comes back there and is like, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And he's, and then he's like, you can have a rematch anytime. And I'm like, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. But everybody's like, what happened out there? And I'm like, what do you mean? Was he supposed to win? Like, I don't get it. That's what I didn't understand either. And they're like, players started like randomly bleeding, which I guess that could, 
cool the aspect of him doing a claw, making him his head bleed from it. But like, but Flair also got ju- Flair got juice all the time. Yeah, like I'm sure it was part of that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, and this might only affect wrestling fans, but it's like I'm watching a scene like that, and then I'm like, well, wait a minute, did he screw up or was that part of the match? Because Flair's acting like it was part of the match, which I believe because I would believe that the deal with the NWA was, yeah, Kevin can win the match, but he's got to get disqualified so Flair keeps the title. But then Fritz is acting like he he did something wrong, and I'm like, no. If the NWA tells you you beat our champ, but you get DQ'd, then Kevin did exactly what he was supposed to do. I was, I was corn-foozled. Yeah, it's pretty corn corn-foozled too. Oh, it's real corn foozled. Now I did like the I did like the scene where Kevin's trying to do the interview and he keeps tripping it up. Oh my gosh. And who who was in there? Was it was it David that was in there? David was in there with them, yeah, which apparently David was the talker, Kevin was the athlete, but Carrie had just like the body and the charisma. Yeah. So I guess if you put all three of them together, you would have had the perfect wrestler. So basically, if you put all them together, you would have had John Cena. Yeah, they would have had a Super Cena. <laughs> Super Cena. <laughs> they just formed together like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Super Cena. <laughs> Which, uh... Speaking of Cena, Cena's another really good actor. He really surprised me with the comedy, though, because Cena's funny as shit. Yeah. Like Cena's done some things in movie, done things in movies like I never expect like this Cena to do. Oh, have you seen Blockers? I have not yet. Oh my god, it's it's one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in a movie, and I'm not going to ruin it for you because. Uh, by the way, you can watch it the same way you watch the Iron Claw. Uh, okay. So there's a scene in the movie. Which if, for those of you who haven't seen it, I promise I'm not ruining it for you because you will still laugh your asses off. Because you do see the joke coming a mile away. It's still funny. So the plot of the movie Blockers is there are three girls that have been uh, friends since they were like in grade school. And it's their senior year. They're going to prom together, and they all decide that they're going to lose their virginity on prom night. John Cena plays one of these girls' fathers. And their parents, three of their parents, so it's one girl's mom and then the other two girls, their dads, decide they're going to stop them. And at one point, the girls go to a party after prom, and the parents are trying to get in, but they're all, like, 40s, so they're being told, no, you're not coming in. And they're like, no, come on, we're totally kids. (laughs) And he's like, fine, we'll uh, we'll let you in if you can beat us in a chugging contest. And then Cena's just like, bring it. And they're like, <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're gonna butt chug. Okay, yeah, I have seen that one. I, that's that's the movie I was gonna bring up to you, but I know that's what it's called. And I'm like, that's Cena it. Butt chugging? I was like, that is hilarious. Oh my god! And then the face he makes when he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> I have some- cops I, have- I dude okay i have to tell like i'll laugh often but it's pretty rare that something catches me off guard to the point where i can't control myself 
I'm 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 in the theater, right, watching this movie. And I've only gone to watch this movie because I know Cena's in it, and by this point I know Cena's funny. So at the very least, I'm gonna get laughs out of Cena. That scene happens, and it's I fall I fall out of my chair. It hurts to breathe because I'm laughing so hard. It just was not expecting it. And to this day, when I watch that movie, I still laugh out loud because it, it just kills me. I don't know why I find it so funny. Well, I do because it's Cena, but. And then the other the other part that makes me laugh is when the car explodes and Cena is the one who's like overselling. <laughs> gets me gets me every time i'd love to see cena and efron do a movie together that'd be hilarious that would be that'd be some funny well we saw cena uh, cena we saw uh efron and the rock do a movie together and that was funny that was much better than i thought it was gonna be yeah so before i have to go let's talk a little bit of actual wrestling okay but before, this- before you do that oh. which what when do you have to go uh, 9.45. Okay, so before we do that, Brian, you know what holiday's coming up, right? You're a married man. You know what's up. Um, Did you forget? I know what that day's coming up. It's What day is it, Brian? It's Valentine's Day. Yes, sir, and you need to get your wife a gift, I bet. I probably should. Well, I've got you covered, buddy, because Stevie Wicks has an entire line of Valentine's Day candles and candle sets that you can get your significant other so you can get your yearly hanky-panky on Valentine's Day, including the little piece of my heart candle set, which the chicks love that one, or you can get her the big one, the big three-wick candle, and everything in between. She'll love you forever. It'll be the best candle you ever get her. Go ahead and order yours now so you you're taken care of, and if you use promo code DOWN at checkout, you save 10% off your entire order. So get on to steviewicks.com today. That's S-T-E-V-I-S-T-E-V-I-E-W-I-X.com. I can't fail. And the link is in the description below, but okay. Dig yourself out of a hole today. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Buy an extra one in case you ever get in the doghouse. So anyway, you were going to talk some actual wrestling. I knew you were going to disappoint me or put me in a bad mood. What? Well, are we talking AEW or WWE? Uh, all around wrestling. There's a few things I want to hit on AEW, but it's just all around wrestling. So let's just get the bad juju out first. And I don't really find it too bad. I Re- guess. Really? You didn't think that the culmination of that devil storyline was just the biggest, as Jim Cornette would say, popcorn fart in the history of pro wrestling. And I'm I'm not sure. Didn't we call that? I mean, we called it was going to be Adam. Hold on. Didn't I call Okay, that okay. One? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Didn't you call? I called that one months ago off well, of spot. I think I think we actually at separate times. I think we called every bit of that because I know at one point I said, "Well, Roderick Strong and Adam Cole are obviously working together." I think you called that stuff out. Yeah, I called that, and then at one point I said, "Well, it's Wardlow." And it turns out we were we were right three different ways. Yeah, so like you called that stuff out. That I will, I will give you, but the, the the Adam Cole turn the way it happened, 
I, I called that one. Well, and I agreed. I, I agreed with you because I said that's the only thing they can do. But like, like I called it being Adam Cole, but I also thought it could have been like, like I knew it was Adam Cole, but initially I didn't think it was Adam Cole underneath the mask. I really thought it was Britt Baker. Oh, that would have been funny. I think it would have been better if it was Britt. Uh, well, then they can incorporate Britt Baker, and actually it would have given her something to do. <laughs> but, like, I see why, yeah. I mean, it would have given her something to do, and I think it, I think it would have done better if it was Britt, because, like, you could still have had, you still could have had Britt Baker being with, like, Wardlow and Roger Strong and all them, the Kingdom or whatever, whatever they're called. And then, like, you still have Adam Cole... Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So, like, Brit's like, jealous. Yeah, like, Brit's, Brit's jealous, but in the background, like, Adam Cole's still working with the devil. I, I got you. Okay, okay. That would have been the cover. You took my best friend away from me. Yes. Or, not my best uh, friend. You took my boyfriend away from me. Yeah. But, like, I see why they did it, because, like, I guess I don't. they have... I will MJF has been, I guess, hurt for the past couple weeks. Correct. I'm, I'm aware. I'm aware of that. But here's the thing. It basically invalidates. Okay, so this. Uh, so we're gonna step out of wrestling for a hot second. And I was thinking about this today, so I'm glad you brought that up again. You've done that like three times this episode, so thank you. From a storytelling perspective, MJF's face turn is now completely wasted. And here's why. Well, that's only if he stays with AEW because, like, his contract's up. He hasn't wrote a contract. Who knows where he's going to go? No, I is his contract up? I had heard that it, it wasn't. It's either up or supposed to be up very, very soon. Um, he. I'll be honest. I don't know this. He probably has an extension on his contract. I'm. I'm saying this based upon how they're booking this. I'm guessing he probably has an extension. The AEW has the option or an, yeah, an optional extension on his contract, which is probably for another two years. So if Tony Khan says, yes, I want to exercise this extension, he might be under contract for another two years. Cause there was another wrestler. I can't remember who that had that extension as well. So it's like AEW can opt to have that extension or they can say, now nah, we're going to pass. And then, you just don't renew your contract. Yeah. I'm not sure. It would be curious, although... I guess it would kind of make sense to make MJF look like an idiot on his way out if he's not going to re-sign. But I'll be honest, if I'm MJF, I wouldn't go to WWE right now. No, I think it's be too too soon, too. He's, he's, he's got more stuff that he can do, even though AEW's booking is horrendous. He is a top guy there, and he still has a lot he can do before he's exhausted his top guy possibilities. So believe it or not, yes, if I were him, I would stay in AEW at least for another couple of years. Now, the one advantage for him going to WWE now would be assuming, which again, Vince isn't in charge anymore, so I think WWE's philosophy of acting like wrestling is a vacuum is going to go away, at least to a certain extent. If he could get in there and do a program with Punk or Cody right out of the gate, I think mm-hmm. that could set him up 
well enough in WWE to differentiate him from everybody else. But if they're not going to do that, I I agree with you. I think he's going to get lost in the shuffle. And it's funny, because of his age, he might go to NXT, but I think for MJF, that would be a mistake. Yeah. I think, well, not a mistake, but I think it would be a waste of his time. Yeah. So, yeah, I would agree. I think he should stay in uh, AEW, at least for a little while longer. And who knows? They also, AEW also needs MJF, so I wouldn't be surprised if Tony Khan just like, well, you know, you know that pile of money you were asking for? Well, here you go. Well, and AEW is negotiating a television deal right now. I know. So, but like, I, I don't think he'd get rid of MJF right now. Yeah. Well, the views haven't been, really been there. Like, well, gee, imagine that. Wait, who? Well, not just us. Everyone who's watched wrestling for more than a year has said, um, Let's see, when, when when Warner Brothers Discovery literally asks you to create another wrestling program so you can showcase CM Punk more, and then you fire the person that you created a television show for, um, yeah. And then, here's the funny thing, I don't know if this is true, but I also heard that the CW was interested in picking up Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. And that Tony Khan told them no because he wanted to stay loyal to Warner Brothers Discovery. Wow. And I'm just like, well, if the rumors are to be believed, they're talking to your competition. Yeah. Which, and well, I, I, I guess here's what I would have done if I was Tony Khan, and assuming that was true, is say, you know what, CW, I'd love to discuss this more with you. Um send over your offer. And then in that meantime, I would talk to Warner brothers discovery and say, Hey, look, CW wants to pick up my other wrestling program right now. It's connected, but it doesn't have to be. And in fact, I would, I think I would prefer and I would prefer an independent ring of honor, at least, at least showcasing it as independent, but we just go to Warner brothers and say, Hey, look, you know, they want to put this show on. I wanted to offer it to you guys first. If you're not interested, CW wants. Wouldn't that? Oh, wouldn't this be a? Wouldn't this be a fucker? So AEW programming is on TNT, TBS. The CW is a network. Wouldn't it be hilarious if the CW had gotten Ring of Honor and then Ring of Honor got better ratings than AEW? Oh, I would die. I well, just not even from a programming standpoint. From a numbers game, it's kind of likely. Because, again, the CW is a free channel that you get over the air. Yeah. Which a lot of people don't even watch Antenna television anymore. So that might have been true. That might have been more true in, like, 2008, 2010 even. Now, I don't think it would make much of a difference, to be honest. But, I mean, a network is a network is a network. Yeah. Um, So how about... How about... Adam Copeland winning the TNT title and then losing all within five minutes. I'm I'm not gonna lie. I haven't actually watched an episode of wrestling in months. I've kind of sort of kept up with the go the goings on because I just I've been super busy and I've had almost no desire to watch AEW television because it's. I mean, I just watch highlights here and there, but like Edge won it. They had they had a pretty decent match him and Christian, and 
Edge won it, then uh, Killswitch, as they call him now, um, Luchasaurus. They've been calling him Killswitch for the last couple weeks. God. Um, he has a name and a face. <laughs> they call. They've been calling him Killswitch or Killshot. Killshot or Killswitch, one of the two. Um, he had won some kind of contract to base for the TNT title, I guess. And uh, he went to cash it in to beat Edge, Adam Copeland. And Christian looked at him and said, no, let me have this. Christian took it, wrote his name on it, and then pinned and beat Adam Copeland back for the title. What a really overly complicated and contrived way to make Christian Cage the actual TNT champion. Yeah. Tony Khan needs to be stopped. I'm being serious. He's he's and I don't want this to happen. He's going to kill AEW. I mean, look at the ratings, and they can throw all the excuses and say it's great as much as they want, but it's not. The ratings are noticeably down. And it's it's not hard. You still have a great roster, even though you've pissed away certain parts of said roster. You still have it. When, when's the last time FTR was on TV? When's the last time Britt Baker was on TV? Adam Cole is still injured. You have a point. I mean, it's like he has... It's 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 the most frustrating thing, and I've been there. It's like watching somebody who has all the ingredients to have a great product or a great company or a great idea, and they literally misuse every piece of it. It's the, it's It's even worse than... You know, watching somebody who doesn't have a lot to work with, but they make the best with what they have, and the only reason it's not better is because they don't have the tools. It's ten times more frustrating than that because they have the tools and they just choose to misuse them all. Like, why did you sign Roderick Strong? Why? To do this? Why is Adam Cole taking up television time when he can't wrestle yet? I'm not dogging on Adam Cole, but I mean, the fact remains, he's injured. He cannot wrestle. And yet his girlfriend, or I don't know if they're engaged, his partner, girlfriend, fiance, whatever, who can wrestle, and at one time was the most over woman in the company, in the women's division, is not on television, but by God, you know who is? Rehu! Uh Now, jumping ships to WWE now. Finish her out. Oh, you're, uh, so I thought you were talking about Refo, and I'm like, no, she's not. <laughs> no. They don't have a children's division yet. <laughs> um, Things become good over there, in my opinion. Ooh, things got real good over there real fast. Especially on day one. I mean, we've seen the WWE champion come out. Gender, gender my balls. <laughs> which I love the fact that I watched that and they 
So I, I give the uh, I give the AEW social media managers grief a lot, but I'm like, like they they had crowd shots of showing people that were actually surprised, and I'm like, really, you found the one person who thinks it's all real? The crowd has made me want to say one last thing about AEW. So there was a shot of a guy holding up a poster board at AEW, and it says, uh, "I just got out of coma. I came here to see CM Punk." Ah. And this is at a event. I'm like, that is so great. That is so great. Oh my god. I'm actually disappointed in the AEW fan base. Where are the CM Punk chants? No, they've been too worried about that Chris Jericho thing going on. Oh yeah, that. Um yeah, I'm not even gonna touch on that because it's That's a whole episode in itself. I'm not defending Chris Jericho. But I think that, well, wait, which part are you talking about? The whole NDA thing or whatever's going on with that girl. Okay, so you are talking about the Kylie Ray thing. I'd be, I'm not saying I don't believe it. I'd be more inclined to believe it if Kylie Ray hadn't, if she had only left AEW that way, I'd be more inclined to believe it. However, she's done that in at least one other company because I think she did the same thing in Impact. I'm not sure, though. I mean, I, I don't know enough. It may very well be true. I don't know. I think if it is true, it needs to come out. But apparently, I don't know how it can come out if NDAs were signed by Kylie Ray. I mean. I'm not sure either. I don't know, and I saw... Somebody had a Chris Jericho NDA signed to. I can't remember what it said, but that seemed kind of funny. But, you know, going back where the wrestling is good. Um, I, the Rock name dropping Roman like that. Yeah, which unfortunately. Okay, here's my thing. Here's a couple of guys that talk to at work. We talk about that same thing and are like, but Roman has a belt. Okay. We also have the Saudi shows, which are big things to us now. Like, they are the next WrestleMania to us. I mean, that's the way they've been pushing it. I mean, the yeah, year. they're certainly marketing them that way, yes. But, like, who's to say... Um, Roman doesn't lose a belt before... Mania or the Saudi show, the next Saudi show, and then faces The Rock. Or who's to say he doesn't face The Rock, but it's un- it's not for the title? Because then it's pointless. I, I see what you're saying, but and even if that's true, like let's let's be real here. If you want to tell this story the right way. It's got to be Cody winning the belt at WrestleMania. It's got to be. Got to be. And I think that's the way it's going to go. I it think it's going to be Cody Roman night two. It's going to be Seth Punk night one. Yep. I'm totally cool with that. I'm fine with that. Actually, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be funny. It'd be nice to see Cena Punk again. Ooh. One more time. One more time. We'll see if. Punk did say if he were to retire, he'd want to buy a CM Punk or buy Cena. 
Yeah, and see, it's it's funny how the universe works sometimes. Uh, but you got to go, don't you? Unfortunately. Bullocks. Okay, well, we'll tell you what. Maybe next time we'll just talk about... We'll just do another wrestling update because it'll incentivize me to watch wrestling like a good boy. So maybe we'll do that in two weeks. We'll just do another wrestling recap episode. Why just, don't we do this? Are you free Thursday? Uh, I should be, yeah. Maybe. Maybe in the graces of God, we can get us a little session in, even if it's half an hour, 45 minutes, and it can be the bitch talk sessions. There we go, just bitching. <laughs> it's, it's, we, we can do a quick 30, 45 minute session, and we'll go do like, do like a little rundown like we were just doing of what's going on with wrestling right now. There you go, wrestling recap. I like it. Because I, I, I'll be free around, I'll be free around the same time, 830. Let's do it. Alrighty, you, you go to work and remember everyone, get your Stevie Wicks candles, go ahead and get your Valentine's Day taken care of, and St. Patrick's Day candles are coming too, so do that. But thank you for enjoying this episode of Down the Middle. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Tell your friends about it, especially if they're wrestling fans, because we just like to have a conversation amongst friends talking about wrestling. But I will leave you with this. Go watch The Iron Claw. It is a fantastic movie. Whether or not you're a fan of the Von Eriks or don't know that much about them, it's a wonderful movie, and please give us that Eddie Guerrero movie. But until next time, this has been Down the Middle, and we'll see you on the